Good Times with Ed for Breakfast. And even more of the greatest hits all day. On Gippsland's Triple M. Triple M, good times and greatest hits. Hey, time to talk the world of darts and we are world champions, yes. Officially, uh, over the last 48 hours, Australia has knocked off Wales to become the world champions of darts. They had their chance about a decade ago and uh, they finally broke through again in 2022, which is a a massive fillet for the sport as well. It's a really interesting culture, darts. Over in England, it's really a pub game, and it is huge. It is mammoth, big money, big crowds, and a real passion over there. Here in Australia, well, let's check in with Brendan Quinn. He is the president of Darts Victoria and see how it's moving along here through junior programs and, of course, ahead of the Victorian Classic that's coming the way of Morwell this weekend. G'day, Brendan. How are you? Hey, g'day, Ed. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problems whatsoever. How good is this for the sport? World champions in dart. Just a, another feather in our cap. Oh, absolutely. And look, it was great to see. And, and just to be clear as well, it is the PDC World Cup. So the PDC is the pinnacle of darts. Um, Australia has seen success before in the WDF or the World Darts Federation. Um, we won the actual World Cup. Well, Peter Machen, Andrew Towns, Raymond Smith and Justin Thompson won it in 2017. And, uh, in fact, I know Raymond Smith and Justin Thompson uh, will be coming down to the the Victorian Classic this weekend. Oh, that's fantastic. The calibre of talent. Now, will they be participating or just perusing some of the talent that's on the show? Uh, absolutely, they're playing. So, uh, <laughs> lots, lots on the line this weekend. I can tell you. So, uh, um, I mean, look, the Victorian Classic. Um, you know, it's hosted by you know ourselves, Darts Victoria, uh, Darts Australia. It's WDF ranking points, um, which means basically on a scale where you, you know every time you play in a tournament, depending where you finish, you get so many points. Um, and then at the end of the order of merit, uh, and this is the very last tournament before the Australian Open. So um, all the every look, we're expecting a big crowd down there because lots of people are still jostling for the top one and two, uh, one to three positions for the men, and the top one and two positions for the women. Um, whoever finishing those positions at the end of the weekend, they will secure their spot in the Australian Open, which is an unprecedented eighty thousand dollar prize fund. In Australia, it's just unheard of. We've never seen it. That's so, really um, exciting for the sport, isn't it? And the growth part it of is. it as well. And and this is not just a regional tournament we're talking about here. People are coming around the country to to get involved with this. Oh, hundred percent, and and even internationally as well. So uh, I believe I've got a couple of guys coming over from New Zealand to try and chase a couple of points because New Zealand also qualify. Yep. Um. So um. You, you know, it, it's great to see how. Players and the sport itself, I should say, is just growing in leaps and bounds. It's a different culture, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, over in England and, and the Great Britain itself in Europe. It is a pub game, and, that, and that's where you hone it. And it's different pubs taking on one another. That club atmosphere really does build uh, with a pint in one hand and having a shot with the other. But here it's a little bit different, isn't it? I know growing up, uh, whether I'd be going to the, the old Hawthorne or the Governor Hotham out in Hawthorne and things like that, uh, there were yep. no dartboards. It was pool. It was more of a, a pool or snow snooker scene around there as well how are you growing the sport is it within that pub landscape or is it something a little bit different that you're trying no look in victoria we're a little bit blessed because we have you know dark clubs per se yeah um 
when you when we talk sort of like New South Wales and things like that, all of theirs are out of their um out of their RSL clubs, right? So, you know, we don't have massive RSL clubs in Victoria like Sydney does. Um, however, what we have is dark clubs. So we've got Geelong Dark Club, Melton Dark Club, um, you know, Mountain Districts or Dandenong Dark Club. Yeah. Um, you know, there's heaps of different clubs around. Um, so what we've done is set up a junior program called the JDC, and that's really attracting anyone from about 6 to 18 in that range. Um, we actually run them through the JDC program, and it's in a development series over an eight-week period. And then we start another eight-week period again. They get graded, they get coloured ribbons, depending what their skill level's at. And, and we try and make it as fun as possible for the kids to start learning and you know honing the skills of darts. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? Uh, and the pathway can lead where, perhaps? Yeah, look, so um, we've also got another organisation, ADC, which is opening up this year. So, um, you know, you would move from, say, um, let, let, let's say from a junior perspective, you'd go, you'd play, be playing JDC. You might be playing at your club in a local league. You could then start playing in more competitions, either ADC or, or Darts Victoria competitions. You could then actually go into more Darts Australia, which is the next tier up. Um, and then eventually, if you were, you know, good enough and wanted to really go play at the Alley Pally, then you'd go play on the DPA circuit. Um, you know, so there's plenty of different pathways to get depending on where you want to go. Brendan, it's great to catch up with you today. Can't wait to get down to the Victorian Classic, of course, this weekend. Uh, it's it's a mammoth event, and I, I think it's sort of sneaking under the radar a little bit on how big event this is and the quality of, uh, of performers that are going to be on show as well. Uh, get down to the Italian Club, of course, this weekend and be a part of the Victorian Classic when it comes to darts. Uh, nice to catch up with you, and, and great to see the sport really starting to burgeon and, and really focus on that junior perspective, of course, around this great state of ours. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Brennan Queen there joining us uh, this morning, of course, uh, President of Darts Victoria. Get along to the Victorian Classic and, yeah, enjoy the sport of darts. It's uh, going to bigger and better things. World champs. How good's that? Ed for breakfast on Gippsland's Triple M. Well, time to catch up with Beck Leslie. Uh, she's set to rock and pop and bop along uh, with the crew out in Bansdale this weekend uh, with her group, the Cover Council, uh, doing some great stuff with her partner in crime, Mao, as well, and uh, set to head down to Wamthaki as well in August. So here, there and everywhere around our Gippsland region, we catch up with Beck now. Hey, Beck, how are you? G'day, I'm really well, how are you? Very well indeed. Hey, great to have you back here in Gippsland as well with the group and I, I love looking at what you guys do, <laughs> rock, pop and party. I mean, it just sounds like a gig you want to be a part of. Absolutely, absolutely. We uh, we definitely aim to get everybody up on their feet and having a good time. Now, you focus on covers, obviously Cover yep. Council, it's all in the name there as well. Uh, do, you, do you sample with your own stuff as well? Are you working on some of your own, own music? Because, I mean, 70s and 80s music, it's hard to steer away from what people just love. But what are you I working know. on personally? Look, personally, um, we're... We're not um, writing to any uh, original stuff at the moment. Uh, look, all of the members of the, of the band have sort of dabbled in bits and pieces, but we, we focus on, you know, sort of what people want. We focus on the stuff that people love and, uh, you know, we all have our own uh, other jobs as well. So um, this is something that we do just to get together and, and have a bit of fun and, and, you know, like I say, bring the party to the people. 70s and 80s music, what appeals to you? Um. Oh, look, you, you can't go past some of those those the riffs, 
the the you know the real live instruments. Look, we do play we do play stuff all the way through to you know some of the hits from now as well. But yeah, seventies and eighties, there's just something about uh, yeah the, the live music, the live instruments, mm. the real the real stuff. Um, not to say that uh, you know any of the electronic music that's out there is any uh, any different, but definitely playing that real live stuff. Um, is yeah something special. There was plenty of electro stuff with synthesizers back in the eighties. That's though. right. <laughs> that's true. That's and true. The big hair and the keyboards. <laughs> that that's was going why we on. don't have keyboards. We don't actually have keyboards. So um, as a four piece, we uh, we try and do everything. We, we do everything live. So um, our Mao, our guitarist, is uh, pretty incredible and, and manages to make a lot of the sounds on the guitar sound like they're coming out of five different instruments. Uh, and our uh, our backline of, of Trey on bass who is absolutely insane and uh and glenn our drummer who uh, yeah has all sorts of uh all sorts of things to get people uh keep them moving and and having a smile on their face i think is what we uh, what we probably do best now i know uh, you and your partner in crime Mao, who's uh, as you mentioned mm-hmm. on the on the guitars there you're doing some great things behind the scenes as well trying to create better pathways for young musicians to find a safe place to play jam collaborate with one another how is that going yep. at the moment yeah, really well. So we um, we took over a, re- a recording studio uh, and rehearsal space in in Dandenong, so not quite in the Gippsland area, but yeah. um, but our our idea is to yeah create a space where young musicians can can meet like minded people, um, can get together in a really safe um, and creative environment and ply their trade, but yeah also get together with other people who like to do the same sort of thing. I think. Um, those schools are doing some fantastic things, you know, and getting kids together and, and with the music programs. Once you sort of get out of the school environment, there isn't really anywhere where mm. kids can actually, you know, um, find other people. So, uh, we, yeah, we've, we've got this space that we're looking to, you know, run some, um, team jam nights and, um, you know, battle of the bands type things, all of those sorts of bits and pieces. Um, but definitely have a place where kids can come and learn some music, meet some people and, yeah, feel safe in the environment that they're in. It's interesting, isn't it? Because when we think of music, everything's unstructured in a lot of ways. You know, you you see someone with a guitar or a saxophone and go, all right, let's see if we can make something together. Um, But having that collaboration or that meeting is generally in the pub scene. So when you're talking about those youngsters coming through, even those 15, 16-year-olds, and comparing that to, say, the sports scene, it's very structured. They've got clubs and things like that to go to, whereas the music scene doesn't seem to have that structured environment to be unstructured, if that makes any sense. That, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, gone are the days where, um, you'd, you know, you'd walk down the street and you'd hear someone playing a an instrument and, you know, you want to start a band, you yeah. might actually go and knock on their door and say, hey, that sounds great. You want to, you know, come and join me. That that doesn't happen these days. Um, and once, you know, when you're at school or you're, you're having lessons, um, there's once you've finished your lesson, there's kind of no pathway to go, oh, well, where, where do I go next? So Trev, our bass player, is actually a, a music teacher and, and Mao has been in the past. And, and that's what we, you know, he's found is that, he, you know, some of his students are, abs- you know, really hanging to go and actually put their, what they've learnt into a live scene. So, yeah, we're, we're hoping to create 
almost like, I guess you could call it a music club for, yeah. for kids and, and uh, you know, sort of set that sort of thing up. So um, watch this space. It's, it's in the process. How far away do you think it will be? Is it a 2023 sort of project? Because a lot of work goes into this to simply find the place, lease it out and then build from there and, and get that all sorted. How close are you? That's right. Well, the space, the space is there that the, the, we have the business. But, yeah, I think, you know, sort of coming into uh, the start of 2023, I think we should be right to um, have some kind of program in place where, um, you know, whether we run it as a term, you know, school term thing because, you know, they are still kids or whether it's literally just, you know, you know a weekend uh, out of every month yeah. where we can set aside some time for kids and um, and, and adults because, you know, as much as we um, are focusing on the kids, we, we also want them to be exposed to some of these great players as well. So um, it'll just be a, um, you know, fam, I guess family friendly, you know, alcohol free and, and everything um, for just to cater for everybody. I wish you all the best so, on that journey. And I love the fact you. that you're giving back to uh, the next generation coming through. And hopefully it goes gangbusters and you can open one down here in Gippsland. How good would that be? Well, that would be really cool. Well, we could bring our bands down there, you know. We could, we could put some yeah. together and, and bring the kids on the, the, kids on the trip. That would oh, be pretty cool. Lids off, Beck. <laughs> the world's your oyster. There's no doubt about it. Hey, nice to catch up with you this morning, of course. Uh, enjoy Bandsdale. Love to have you in the region. And uh, one thaggy in August as well. And uh, keep coming back to our neck of the woods. We love you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've got a few gigs for the rest of the year. Our big one to look out for is actually New uh, Christmas Eve down at the Cali in Wanthaggy, so that'll be a big one. Um, but we are definitely back in the region uh, quite a few times. So, yeah, look forward to seeing some of you out there. Good on you, Beck. Beck Leslie there from uh, the Cover Council, going to be out and about. Great having live music coming to our region and uh, rocking our socks off. Rock, pop and party. Check out Bensdale this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Good times with Ed for breakfast. Get the show podcast on Listener on Gippsland's Triple M.